Hey everybody, welcome back. This is episode 101 of The Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path. Uh, We've taken a break. The holidays have happened. It's a new year. And where do we find ourselves but back into the book of Revelation, right? Um, It's exciting that uh, we get to jump in and um, into, I think, as we said back in our little teaser back before Christmas, um, this is kind of the odd section of uh, of Revelation. This is a, mm-hmm. you know some there's some things going on here that you're like wait what now what just happened yeah um, and so we're looking forward to uh, to diving into it uh, here in just a few minutes. But Derek, um, how are you, man? Doing well. Yeah, good. Yeah, had good holidays. Yep. Good. Yeah, we did too. Uh, it's been busy. Um, we're glad to be kind of back, starting to get into the routine of things. A new again. routine. Yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, spent some time. Um, um, advancing your studies <laughs> That's in right. your PhD program. That's right. Yeah, it's. Um, I spent two fantastic weeks, but very intellectually taxing weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. In in Wake Forest, North Carolina. So, um, so yeah, glad to be back. Glad to have the opportunity to dig in again. Thank you for joining us. Um, episode one hundred and one uh, is exciting, um, but we're ready to to dig back into the scripture. Yeah, kind I think. of a new new season. Yeah, yeah, yeah new season, yeah. new uh, new exciting stuff uh, on the horizon, and. Um, it's a new year. Exciting, yeah. exciting days ahead. So, all right, Derek. So we're gonna we're, we're jumping back in. We jumped back in um, not yesterday, but the, the previous week back into Revelation in chapter twelve. Um, so maybe uh, since we've now covered chapter twelve, as you preached the second half of it uh, yesterday, um, maybe just bring us up to speed, remind us of where we're at in the book, and then um, we'll dig in a little deeper on some stuff here in just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's really a pivot point. Mm-hmm. It's the hinge. Of the book of Revelation, if you look at it that way, it's the exact middle. Yeah, we've had chapters one through eleven mm-hmm. so far. We took care of those in twenty twenty two. We'll finish um, twelve through twenty two in twenty twenty three. That's right. So, yeah, hopefully, like uh, just before Thanksgiving or so, yeah, we'll yeah, finish it's it. It's going to take us most of the year, but we yeah. will get through it. That's right. And uh, we've got some breaks in there as well, mm-hmm. uh, if no, if for no one else but my sanity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It. So. Um, but but it is a hinge, and, and um, Greg Beale um, basically sa- states, and I think this is true, I think it's helpful for us to see this, that chapters 1 through 11 are, um, you know, oftentimes John, like, brings up something but doesn't fully explain it. So mm-hmm. it's like a, like what happened in chapters 1 through 11 is being fleshed out again in chapters 12 through 22. So like yeah. certain things were alluded to in chapters 1 through 11 and now yeah. we see those things fleshing out. I think it's helpful as we look at how to kind of interpret, how to kind of yeah. look at these things that are coming up because they are strange, but they're not they shouldn't be that strange to us because we've kind of seen John has kind of prepared us. Yeah. Like hey, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming, this is right. coming. But we'll talk about that later. Right. <laughs> and now well, we're later. Now yeah. it's here. Yeah. And so um, that's how chapter 12 begins is that we kind of get a peek behind the curtains of um, of you know these things that have been t- that have taken place and are taking place mm-hmm. in in human history and and that and that <clears throat> that moment it's it's the same moment that our our very calendars or how we mark time mm-hmm. it's that very same moment that that kind of marks the coming of a kingdom in the midst of 
a kingdom that kind of had established itself haphazardly yeah. as a mimic of that coming kingdom. And so that's like, you know, B.C., A.D., you know, uh, before Christ, and then, um, um, you know, I don't know. Um, Anno Anna Domini. Domini, yeah, which means um, the year of the Lord, right? Yeah. So so we've we've got... That already marks our calendar, already marks our right. uh, world, how we tell time, where we kind of differentiate when, hap- when, when, what has happened, and those kind <laughs> yeah. of things. Well, the same thing is true here. It's that moment of Christ coming, his kingdom coming, his birth, his life, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, mm-hmm. all of that wrapped into one, brought about this clashing of kingdoms. We talked about that mm-hmm. pretty early on in the book of Revelation as we, as John alluded to those things and we kind of saw that, this coming kingdom and it was cl- clashing with uh, the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of our enemy, the kingdom of Satan mm-hmm. and uh, the kingdom of darkness. All these things uh, express express what that kingdom is. The kingdom of light is coming and it's just, we're, we're caught, oftentimes we're just caught in the crosshairs yeah. of this battle that is raging often unseen to us. Yeah. And so John, in his vision, gets a peek behind the curtain. So do we, right? So mm-hmm. we have this woman. She's clothed with, with stars and yeah. moons um, and, and the sun, which which if you if you know your Old Testament, that you see a lot of the imagery there from <clears throat> Joseph and his vision, you know. So uh, we, what we see is this woman um, uh, certainly representing Mary, but, all, but more so representing... Uh, the people of God, because that's what Mary even represented yeah. was the was the coming of Christ uh, from His people, from this chosen people, yeah. to become the leader of a, a new chosen race, a new chosen mm-hmm. people uh, of faith uh, in Him. And so we see they're on the move, they're on the run from this dragon, right? This yeah. dragon that is uh, knows his time is short. That's mm-hmm. what uh, we talked about this week that uh, in, in verses 11 and 12 of chapter 12, it says he's, he, he knew his time was short. Uh, so he knows that, and just like a dog or, or some kind of wild animal caught in a trap, mm-hmm. he's fighting the most he can while he's got time left, while he's got right. breath in his lungs. And that dragon is trying to head off this woman, kill the child before he ever... He's trying to thwart the coming kingdom. He's trying to yeah. thwart Christ. He hates Christ. He's, they, he hates everything he stands for. And as a result, he hates everything that the people of God stand for right. as well. So we, we talked about, you know, uh, not this week, but the week before, that we have a real enemy. Yeah. And this real enemy is not just someone that was raging at that moment when Christ came and the coming kingdom came. Mm-hmm. Uh, that enemy has continued to rage because he knows his time is short. And so he continued to rage, and he is raging now yeah. against us. Uh, and we we need to take that seriously and understand that we have a real enemy. Now, what we learned this past week is that that enemy, Satan, is a defeated foe. He's mm. an already defeated foe. The victory has already been won. Right. Christ is on the throne, and everything that Christ accomplished and Satan could not thwart, could not overturn, could not uh, subvert, has happened. And because it has happened, it's only made him matter, but it's only solidified that he's rendered powerless. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where we were this week. We looked at that dragon, you know, was, uh, there was this heavenly battle between Michael and his angels and that, um, that the power of Christ being born. and, And we see, 
just his life put in like one small sentence, like this little nutshell. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, he came and he ascended, you know, and that's, that's all right. it says, you know. But that act, that event gave, it affected the heavenly places. Right. And because of that, Satan was overthrown and thrown down and, uh, uh, and, and, and rendered powerless. Uh, didn't stop him right. from doing some crazy things. Doesn't stop him to continue to do those things. We're going to continue to see those yeah. uh, in chapter 13 and, and going forward. But there, he, he lacks the power that he desires and wants um, uh, if we will focus on Christ and what he's done yeah. and, and not believe the lies that are thrown our way or as the imagery shows here spewed our way like a like a river of water yeah you know so right yeah that's i mean what you know you could we could camp out right there and just worship for a minute the fact that we have this defeated foe Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. uh jesus is who he says he was god did what he said he was going to do um it's it's incredibly powerful but let's drill down for just a second what what do you what would you say to the person Who's like, okay, I, I hear that. I hear that we have this defeated enemy. But my life is still really hard. Yeah. And I have to I have to deal with what seems like attacks from Satan at mm-hmm. times in my life. Mm-hmm. How, how do those two things coalesce? The fact that he is defeated, yeah. but we still face this adversity and, and it's obvious that we have an enemy here on earth right now. What what do we what do we do about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the fact that, I mean, the fact of the matter, and we talked about this yesterday, is that yeah. th- there are times where it seems like um, that defeated foe is pretty dang strong in my yeah. life. Yeah, and um, and it hurts. Right. And the thing is, is that we're never we're never promised for the absence, like for the complete absence of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we talked about last week was that. Um, or maybe, maybe it was in my, actually, I think it was in my uh, spiritual warfare class on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. One of the things we talked about was that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. That's yeah. what scripture tells us. The difference for those of us who are in Christ is that we have a rock to cling to in the midst of the storms. Jesus himself said, um, don't be like the foolish man who builds his house on sand, mm. that when the wind and waves come... It washes away. Yeah. Well, it was presupposed by Jesus Himself, the King and Ruler of all things, that wind and waves would come. Mm. Yeah. So we're never promised that the wind and the waves of life, the the effects of these clashing kingdoms, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's just us being caught in the crosshairs, right? right? Of this this battle that's raging on uh, unseen. You know, the, Paul said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle mm-hmm. against... So so Paul's assuming, re, you know, presupposing wrestling. There's going right. to be wrestling. There's going to be this force happening in, uh, around us, in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. What What is different is how we approach it, right? Mm, right. So Jesus said, don't be like the fool... Uh, the fool who builds his house on shifting sand, because when the waves that I'm, I'm, I'm the the Lord of the waves, right? He yeah. he calmed the waves and he was he was God over those waves. When yeah. the wind and waves do come, presupposed, yeah, uh, it'll wash away. He says, rather 
build your life on a rock. Mm. The rock is him. The imagery of the rock is Christ. Build your house on the rock, the solid foundation, the firm foundation, so that when wind and waves that are coming Mm -hmm. will come, when they do, you're able to endure. And what we, the word we use this past week, the word that Scripture uses, is conquer or overcome. And yeah. It's it's that it's the same imagery. It's the same word. It's not imagery. It's the same word that Jesus or John in Jesus's vision to him, his letter to those seven churches. Mm. He told them each and every one, those of you who conquer, those of you who overcome. Yeah, that in and of itself also presupposes trial yeah difficulty right the the fact of the matter is at the end of the day those who endure those who conquer those who make it through it all still trusting in christ mm-hmm. those are the ones that will fully overcome those are the ones that will conquer yeah uh, the enemy yeah i think that it's um this is a really good reminder for us as followers of christ is that if we're studying scripture we get a proper picture of what we should expect in life yeah. i think that you know cultural Christianity would lead you to believe, you know, come to Christ and all your problems will be right. solved. And while, yes, ultimately that is true, we, we still have to live through this world mm-hmm. or through this life here on earth. And um, Jesus was very clear and other parts in scriptures were very clear. I mean, to, to your point, when there in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, when he says, you know, don't be like the fool who builds his house on the rocks, it doesn't say if waves come it says when waves come Mm -hmm. Uh, and elsewhere jesus doesn't say um you know take heart if you face persecution Mm -hmm. he says take heart when you face persecution and so it should not come as a surprise to us that life is difficult no we shouldn't be surprised by that um but i I appreciate what you said that um the way that we respond to Mm -hmm. those trials is very different because we are a people who have hope Mm-hmm. Knowing that yeah. we do have a Savior and a God who has overcome, mm-hmm. that he is ultimately victorious. Um, but I, I think this is where you get, um, we alluded to this a while ago, that tension of we're, we're in that already but not yet part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. That, that yes, the victory is already won, but temporally speaking, his kingdom has not been consummated yet fully. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that that's a... I think that's a hard tension to hold sometimes, mm-hmm. especially for us as human beings. We're such visual creatures, and we mm-hmm. we believe in our hearts. I know that God has overcome. I know that God is powerful over Satan, that Satan is a powerless, defeated foe. Mm-hmm. But I see this really difficult situation right in front of me yeah. that I'm having to go through. Yeah. Or I see how this person is hurting, or I see how that person hurt me. And and um, and so I think just... One way that we can that we can work through that is just remembering what Scripture says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think this is why this is why studying Scripture is so important. That when our eyes tell us one thing, we can remember the truth of Scripture and mm-hmm. know. I know I see this, and I know it looks like there's no hope here, but there is hope. Yeah, because Christ is overcome. Uh, just like you you read yesterday and in, in uh, there in, in uh, Revelation twelve. Verse 11, it says, and they, they have conquered him, talking about Satan, they've conquered him by the blood of the Lamb mm-hmm. and the word of their testimony. Yeah. That we can testify that I know what God says yeah. is true. Yeah. And I know what God has done in my life is mm-hmm. true. And so I cling to that. I don't cling to what you're yeah. flailing about doing right here. So. Well, he says one more thing, and he says, they did not count their lives more important yeah. than death. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So that, again, helps us to see that the point 
the point of all this, and, and this is hard for our Western ears to hear, right? Our sure. Western ears want to hear in, like immediacy. Mm-hmm. They, we want answers right now. We don't want pain. We don't right. want difficulty. We want flourishing. Right. And How do I find uh, comfort? Yeah, yeah. And, and we want... Um, you know, we want affluence, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we have been led to believe falsely that if we have those things, and God is working in our lives, right. sometimes God is working in our lives in the hardest things that we've ever right. gone through. Right. I would say almost he he works more mm-hmm. effectively sometimes in those harder times yeah. than the times of affluence and thing and and um, and and plenty and 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 everything. Yeah, I think another thing that we need to make sure because it's very hard. We oftentimes. We gauge how God works by looking at someone else mm. and their life rather than at looking and seeing how God is working in our own life. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes we, we can get jealous. Well, it's like, well, look at Look how God is blessing those people. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at the the way they live, the amount of money they have. Look mm-hmm. at they the, their kids are always healthy. They're always healthy. They don't have these troubles, you know. Yeah. The thing is, the the fact of the matter is, and I hope that if anybody looks at my life, they don't see, you know, well, look how you know God has just you know kept them safe and yeah. there's no problems there, but they would they would just know that. Like they don't, you don't know the struggle others are facing. Sure. Externally, it may seem those ways if, mm-hmm. you, if that's how you're gauging it, but oftentimes that's not. Right. It, it, you know, we don't see what's on the inside. We don't see what people are facing. That that's the hardest thing ever. Does it, does it make sense? It makes like, total sense. Yeah. I mean, I think another way that we we trick ourselves, I guess, for lack of a better term, is that we base whether or not God is working on how we feel. Yeah. And. Please don't, please don't hear that emotions are not valid because they are. God gives mm-hmm. us emotions, but emotions don't trump truth. Yeah. Um, and and there are times, you know, I mean, if you if you look throughout the history of Scripture and the history of the church since Christ ascended, where um, God will God will remove feeling from our life so that we can trust in Him more mm-hmm. and understanding that it's not it's not uh, how we feel or what warm bubblies we get inside that's like, oh, God's at work. God may mm-hmm. be doing incredible work uh, in the darkest of moments, to your point. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if we were to sit down with all the disciples and say, man, when did God do his greatest work? And I, th- I think they would probably say it was on that Saturday between the resur- or between the crucifixion and the resurrection yeah. when it felt like all hope was lost. Yeah. And if they, had, if they had gauged their work on, man, this feels fantastic, yeah. Then they would have missed the fact that God was doing some of His greatest work yeah. in in a moment when it felt like everything was going wrong. I agree with that. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you're right. Um, I think too we as we can wrongly assume that the end goal is my my earthly joy mm-hmm. and my earthly um, um, like like everything that. Christ's promise will be fulfilled on this earth. Mm-hmm. Paul says that life is a vapor. Yeah, it's here one moment and gone the next. Like, but the, the hope that we have is not a temporal hope, an earthly hope. Yeah, the hope that we have is an eternal one, mm-hmm. and and it does not terminate on me and what happens in my life. Yeah, the goal of all things is 
you know, my pleasure in Christ, my joy mm-hmm. in Christ, my joy in eternity, my joy yeah. in his kingdom, right? Right. We fall into the same lie that Satan's trying to, to mess us up with from the very beginning mm-hmm. is that you don't need God. It's all right. about you. And we fall in that again, expecting God to just do something for me. Bless me today. Right. Bless my life in this moment. When God's like, yeah, I'm going to bless you, but it's an eternal blessing, not yeah. a temple. Like the one you're asking for is going to fade away anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Absolutely. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, I, I love what he says um, there. Um, I think it's, I think it's important for us to see that. And he says, um, verse uh, 10, the salvation and power of the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Christ have now come because mm. the accuser of our brothers and sister who accuses them before our God day and night has been thrown down. Verse 11, they conquered him by the blood of the land, by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives to the point of death. And what it's saying is that, you know, they were willing to go <clears throat> all the way to death, right? Yeah. They they didn't count their lives as something to be protected for this greater good and greater goal. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's I think that's the key. It's this eternal mentality. Mm-hmm. It's in a simplistic way, and I think it's a great uh, analogy from Scripture. It's it's Jesus walking on the turbulent waters mm-hmm. toward the disciples as they are losing it because this giant storm that they I mean they're they've got experienced fishermen on the board but yeah. four of them. But they are freaking out that they're going to die. And here comes Jesus just calmly walking across the turbulent waters. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Paul, Peter says, hey, Lord, help me come to you, right? Right. Uh, let me come to you. Let me walk on the water with you as well. And so he allows him to do that. But as, and as long as Peter's eyes are on Christ, mm-hmm. he's fine. He can walk on water. He can do anything. Yeah. Right? As long as his eyes are focused on the whole point, the whole message, Jesus him, yeah. him alone. His life is focused there. As soon as he looks at the turbulence around him, mm-hmm. the chaos around him, the trials and the difficulties around him, as soon as he focuses on that, instead of on the object of our focus, the object of our worship, the object of our lives, mm-hmm. as, as soon as he takes his eyes off of Christ, he begins to sink. Yeah. Right? So it's just this simple, in a way, simplistic understanding of like, Peter, he's looking at Jesus. His life is exactly where he needs to be. It's, that's the goal, mm-hmm. right? The waves were still there. Right. The trials were still there. Mm-hmm. But he didn't that, He didn't see those. Yeah. As soon as he focused on those, that's when yeah, his countenance fell. Him, yeah. He needed to be rescued. Right. And I think the same is true for us. If we will keep our eyes affixed to Christ, if mm-hmm. we will keep our eyes looking toward Christ and the hope we have in him for eternity mm-hmm. and and focus less and less on our surroundings, our difficulties and our trials and tribulations that are really there, mm-hmm. we'll still feel the effects of them. Right. It will hurt from time to time, but if we can keep our eyes on Christ, mm-hmm. we will not err, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, the beauty of it is it's not, it's even not based on our ability to continue to do that. Yeah. We are going to fail. We're going to look at the waves. Yeah. But the beauty of it is that the grace is there because mm-hmm. Peter stopped looking, cried out to the Lord, and he helped yeah, him. That's right. And so even when we forget to look at Christ and focus on our trials and difficulties and the things surrounding us, and we start to believe the lies of Satan because we are sealed in Christ, sealed by the <clears throat> Holy Spirit in him, 
we have his graces, uh, graces upon graces. So mm-hmm. we're going to fail. We'll mess up. We're not going to have keep our focus the way that we should. Yeah. It's not dependent upon us. Right. Our our dependency is like, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. So help me keep my eyes on you. And when I fail, lift me, lift my eyes up again. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, that's great, man. I think that's a that's a fantastic place to land is that um, <laughs> that seems like an understatement. Fantastic place to land is on Jesus. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the reality of the fact that um, we're, we don't live aloof to what's going on around us mm-hmm. and not, you know, acting like nothing's wrong. Yeah. But in the midst of difficulty, our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Yeah. And then through it all, we can say, God, wh- whatever may come, it is well with my mm-hmm, soul. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, because I know that you're good. And yeah. I know that, that you are there. You are who you say you are. You have overcome the way yeah. that you said you would overcome. Yeah. And I can trust in you through this difficulty yeah. that I'm facing. Yeah. I think that's good, man. And like, you know, I yeah, I don't take I don't take it for granted either. Like mm-hmm. yesterday preaching that message, you know, number one, I wanted to bring instill hope in folks, but like I look out in the audience and mm-hmm. I think about what people in our church are facing right now. They're yeah. literally facing the hardest thing they've ever faced. And I, I know people yeah. that are, are dealing with uh, cancer diagnoses. Um, I know the people who are, have, uh, you know, uh, have financial struggles, mm-hmm. uh, job struggles. I know people have marital struggles. Like I, I just, I know like the hardest of hard is being faced in the pews. Yeah. But, but, but I feel like if, if I just tried to somehow drum up, like, you know what, it'll be all right. Yeah. You know, just you, you can do it. You know. Yeah. No, that's right. that's that's not what scripture that's, teaches. That's us. That's not right? where we place our hope. Right. Our hope is, yeah, this is tough. We're mm-hmm. going through a lot of stuff, but Satan don't have any power over me. That's right. Because Christ already beat him, and I need to keep my eyes focused on Him. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean the pain won't go away. Doesn't mean the trials yeah. won't go away. Doesn't mean the difficulty won't go will go away. But through it all. Through it all, mm-hmm. Christ yeah. is enough. Christ is my hope. Mm-hmm. Christ uh, makes it well with my soul. Yeah. So. yeah, I think that's what's so beautiful about the gospel is that the message of the gospel is that, no, you can't do it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do it yeah. because Jesus will. That's far greater news Absolutely. Than, than, you know, just <laughs> do your best and you'll you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, your best... Paul's pretty clear is not worth much in yeah. the economy of God. Yeah. And um and but the but the beautiful thing is is that it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Because Jesus is perfect and he says, Hey, I give my righteousness to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. if you trust in me. And so yeah, that's a that's a beautiful place to land. Yeah, so very good. Well here's where we turn it over to you. We would love to know number one, how you doing? How is the new year going so far? And number two what is it that you're trusting in Christ to make it through this week? We'd love to be able to help walk with you through that, pray for you through that, uh, help you to to um, trust in Christ more. If we could point you back to Jesus more, we'd love to help you walk through that. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment right on this YouTube video, and we'd love to hear all about it. It would be great if you could share the podcast so that more people could see it. Share it on Facebook, share it on other social media platforms so that um, other people could hear about it. Share it just by good old-fashioned word of mouth. That still works, too. Uh, You can share it with your friends. We'd love to 
get it out there and let people know about it. Yeah, go ahead. I would even say, like, what questions do you have, man? Mm. Like, Revelation's hard. And, yeah, like, for sure. I'm not guaranteeing that I can give you the exact <laughs> answer. Right. But I'd be willing to give it a shot. So what questions do you have? Send those mm-hmm. to us as well. Definitely. Just your thoughts, your questions. We'd love to know that. You can send those to the path at LaFayettefirst.life. Yeah, absolutely. Please make use of that email address. But um, next week, we will continue on in Revelation, looking into chapter 13, where we look at some imagery here that's mm-hmm. a little difficult to work through, but it's not impossible. We're going to work through it over the next few weeks. Um, but until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope that you'll join us next time as we continue down the path.